You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Transcanda Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Here we are on the Big MX Radio podcast show with a couple of SoCal guys who really live that life of the SoCal way of life, going out and riding in the desert, going out and putting in motos. We got Sean Collier, uh, he's number 207 in your program, number one in your hearts, and Kenny Alexander from the Fast House. How's it going, boys? Yeah, it's going great. Excellent. Absolutely. Solid, man. Like, uh, gotta love... The weather down there, you guys are experiencing some uh, some rain. Uh, Sean, have you been able to go out into the hills and enjoy and uh, and uh, put down some some sick lines or what? You know what? Unfortunately, I haven't been. It's been super crazy at work lately, so I haven't uh, I haven't been able to take advantage of it. Um, you know, up in the hills, but I have gone to Zaka Station after it rained, and that yeah. place is just absolutely epic. And then uh, Los Angeles uh, Raceway, I just did that last weekend, so and that was amazing. The soil was great. It was their first race back, and we just had a ball. The whole crew was out there. Kenny did a great job setting up a, you know, a whole deal for us, and we had all the guys. And man, it was just, it was totally bitching. We were really stoked. So everything ended up turning out good. Besides a little, uh, had a little mishap in the race. Ended up going down and bang myself up a little bit. So I was pretty much just healing, and uh, you know, I had to work during the week. So just getting out of bed and. And doing my daily deed was pretty gnarly, so I've been just healing up, and then I think we're going to go out tomorrow and do some more motoing, so I'm totally stoked. No doubt. I don't know, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a little too cold, though, for me. It's about 52 uh, out right now. You know, hey, we, we do live in SoCal. Now, I think this is the coldest day of the year, so, I mean, well, yeah, it's been the coldest it's day of the year chilly. so far. Yeah, <laughs> coldest day of the year. This time last year, when I went down to California, it was minus fifty-two degrees Fahrenheit back here where I'm home. Uh, so, Holy uh, moly! Um, oh. That number basically doesn't even mean anything to you guys because it's like it's not even possible. But uh, yeah, oh my gosh, we get some serious cold up here. Riding season's about six months of the year, and which is why I had to create a podcast to basically get my moto mojo going during the winter time and, and, and get, be blessed to talk to guys like yourselves and uh, um, just connect with the moto industry. And uh, like I, from, my, from my experience, the moto industry, the mecca is SoCal and, uh, and you guys uh, live it every single day. Uh, an energized passion for motorcycles and motorcycle racing, which is basically the fast house way of life. Um, where did this all come from, Kenny? Well, you know what? I, gosh, I grew up, you know, my dad and all my family members and stuff used to race out in the desert and put on really cool motorcycle races and stuff. And um, my dad helped start this motorcycle park called Indian Dunes. And back in the early 70s and stuff, it was the place to be and to be seen. And um, so I've kind of been around it my whole life. Uh, that's kind of dating me a little bit. But um, it's just we... There was this town, Newhall, 
which Sean and I live real close to right now. And um, my grandfather had a house in this canyon back in the thing. Everyone used to come up there and go riding and stuff, and all the fast guys would hang out there. And so that's kind of where the name comes from. Um, you know, so it's just been a passion of ours forever, for gosh, four decades. And just, um, you know, we've been living it. And as you can see, if you ever visit thefasthouse.com, you can Excellent see where, you know, where it all, yeah, where it all started and, you know, what we do it for. And uh, we do it for, you know, because we love dirt bikes. And for sure. That's for, you know, that's it, man. No, it's a beautiful website and extremely mobile friendly, I might add. I was very pleasantly surprised to see that the, the website is as easily navigated on the phone as it is on the web, on the on your laptop, whatever, your tablet. Great uh, website, very easy to navigate around. You can see lots of pictures of Sean Collier getting all kinds of wicked on uh, his motorcycle. Uh, all of the t-shirts that you guys have, I can't believe the number of t-shirts that you guys uh, have available and they're all super stylish. I love the way you guys have kind of encapsulated that, uh, that throwback to those t-shirts of yesteryear, which uh, I might be only 26 years old, but uh, I could fill my shopping cart with the stuff that you guys uh, have put out. And it's just, uh, even that, that FMF uh, uh, jersey that you guys came out with, like, uh, I'm, I'm a pro circuit guy, to be honest, and uh, I want uh -huh. the jersey. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's super cool. Yeah, Little, um, little D's a good friend of ours, and right. um, he's helped Sean out a ton. And uh, we were up at Mammoth, doing a race together and um he just said god kenny man let's bring back that that old fmf jersey so we kind of you know kicked it around for a few weeks and um you know stitched them up and there you go man everyone's digging them we just can't we can't keep them in stock right now so it's you know it's cool right and i got like, mine ready for tomorrow <laughs> right Sean, you're gonna run that for tomorrow <laughs> yeah i actually do i just loaded up the gear bag so Excellent. So I'll be rocking. I'll be rocking the uh, the the black one. I don't know if you ever seen that yeah. uh, the style that they have. Yeah, totally. So jersey fits great, and uh, man, I just love the whole old school vibe. I've always been into it ever since I was little. I I never really looked up to the uh, you know the generation just ahead of mine. I was always really really fascinated with like you know Bailey and Glover and even going back to DeCoster and those guys. I don't know why, but it was just it, it's kind of really ironic now how now I'm with Fast House, and it's all about the old school vibe, and it's just totally cool how this all worked out. So I'm it was it was raw, it. it was raw back then. Yeah, you know, it yep, was totally. um, yeah, it had a cool factor to it. Long and, before yeah, think, that, uh, the the Thorsten Hellmans and the Fox Racing actually had gear, which both of which were actually gear that were represented or made to represent the hard parts that they actually had. You had like jerseys that were just like, if you rode a Suzuki, you had a Suzuki jersey or a Kawasaki jersey, very much similar to how the uh, FMF team, they, they ran the FMF jerseys because one bike flying by and another one flying by, how can you tell which one has a uh, FMF, FMF pipe on it? You, you find out through the jersey, and I think that's a really cool way to uh, not only advertise, but, yeah, throw it back because that's cool. Well, you know, I think that's what we're missing nowadays, man, because Team Honda used to show up looking like Team Honda. Suzuki looked like Suzuki, and, you know, it, was, it made it kind of special to yep. watch the teams, kind of cheer for your teams. Now it's just um, everyone's all mixed up. I totally understand. They all got to get paid and, and um, stuff, but it, I kind of missed those old days when everyone kind of stood out or the teams did, I should say. 
Absolute. And uh, one thing that comes to mind is that uh, I'm not too sure if you guys are familiar with Michael Lieb. Um, obviously, he's a yeah. SoCal guy, and uh, he's going about this season in a completely different way uh, as far as his gear selection goes. I'd love to get your guys' take on it. He's going all white, white from head really? to toe. He's going to be wearing, I believe, a showy helmet, but even that is going to be completely white. And uh, he's basically going to sell real estate on his his uh, his self um, for 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 sale for the for the year or for the not only for the year but single events. So if you have uh, you want to sponsor him for the Phoenix Supercross and you're the you're a Phoenix plumbing company, you can go ahead and do that. Like uh, um, I, I got to think that that's maybe something that you guys would be interested in maybe jumping on for for a Supercross or two. I think that's rad. I yeah. like that. Yeah, it is. I think yeah, that's, no, that's totally cool. Yeah, I think it'd be great. So, yeah, that's that, that's the first I've heard of it. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Racer yeah. X did a did a, little, like, a tiny little feature, or they like at least posted it out there that that's what he's doing. I think he tried to do it last year before Axo picked him up, but uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a whole new way of looking at it. And you can put your logo on his chest, your his visor, wherever uh, he's got space for you. So uh, maybe you guys could uh, go check him out. But all those who haven't yet, if you haven't gone and followed. Uh, the Fast House on all the social media outlets. Go do so. Uh, go check out the website. Get yourself some beautiful gear. Like this, these jerseys are unreal. And uh, from what I can tell, you guys have kind of uh, aligned yourself with uh, Troy Lee a little bit. Tell us a little bit about um, your not only your relationship with that company, but also your fascination with the uh, the Steve McQueen look and, and all that fun stuff. Well, gosh, a long time ago. Well. I put on a day in the dirt, and um, okay. I went to Troy back in 98, and um, he didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't know who, who I was, what we were doing and stuff. So we went and um, put on the event, hoping that a couple hundred would show up, and a thousand came through the gate. And then he heard about it through Rick Johnson and stuff. Yeah, before you knew it. Yeah, before you knew it, I was down at, I was sitting across from the, um, and we he's been with us ever since from 99 and he's been a great friend of mine and um he kind of loves what we're doing here and i asked him if we could you know fly his pants and his gloves and he said absolutely so he's been kind of helping us out helping sean out as well and uh you know we're coming out swinging so yeah we've got some sweet helmets yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and um he's just he's a cool cat you know, obviously. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've been, like I said, we've been working together for close to 17 years and, uh, I love him like a brother. For sure. Now, Sean, uh, like you've been working alongside these guys for, for a number of years now. Uh, you've always been a guy who's had great style on the bike and now you've got great style on your body on the bike, which is, is basically unbeatable. I, I got to imagine when you pull up to the line, they see that FMF jersey, and everyone basically just puts their bike in neutral, rolls it back to the truck because there's no beating <laughs> you on that. Uh, the 207, uh, feeling good out there. What's the best part about being uh, involved with this with a company like Fast House and uh, the character and the uh, just the love behind the sport? Because that's what it's all about. Absolutely. I mean. To to just say, like, this is the best part is impossible because it's so comprehensive, this whole deal. And it's basically, you know, it's a family, you know, and, and going out there with all the guys and, and bringing that, just that vibe back of being stoked to get back on the bike. And, you know, for me, it was it was kind of a dream that was gone. I, I had to get a job, you know. I came through some tough times. And, 
and I didn't have the financial stability to be able to really ride motorcycles again. And I was just pretty much riding whatever pops had in the garage laying around and same here. And then having Kenny step up and, and really come together with, with all these great sponsors that he has. And he's, he's garnered so much support for me and fast house. And it's just turned into this beautiful thing that, you know, it's, it's really awesome. And now when I show up at the track, I mean, before I, I would be wearing at times just some jeans and a tank top, literally, you know, in the summer, just cause I didn't have, I didn't have gear. I had all my old school stuff that was all ripped up, torn up, and I was just kind of running it, you know? And so now I get to the track and it, it definitely feels a heck of a lot different to have such a solid setup with Vaughn zipper, FMF on board. And I mean, we just got such a great program going on and, you know, I still have my day job. So it's not like it's a money thing, you know, with us, it's just going out there to have fun and to represent the brand positively and bring something different to the table that the sport doesn't have right now. And that's what we're doing. And we're going to, we're going to continue with this. We're going to go racing next year. We're going to do some nationals. We're going to do some amateur racing and we're just going to have a lot of fun, you know, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And uh, did you, did you happen to score yourself a national number this year? Because uh, although you, you did, you, I don't mind the 207. There's a kid locally that runs and he's damn fast as well. But uh, you went, 16, 14, 23, and your overalls for 2014 for a guy coming off the bench who hadn't recorded a point since 2012. Uh, I gotta commend you, sir. Um, Thank you. You, you, you <laughs> make you make it. it look pretty pretty easy for a guy who uh, finished as high as eighth at uh, Thunder Valley, Colorado, back in uh, 2008. I did my homework. Yeah, you know what I, I <laughs> you did. Um, I actually did earn a national number this year, and funny enough, it, it happens to me my my older brother's number during his whole entire amateur career. It's number ninety six. So um, uh, I have thought about possibly what's that? I'm number ninety five. So oh, nice! Look at that. <laughs> there you go. Ninety five and ninety six. We're gonna look at. I don't know. I mean, I think we're gonna stick with two hundred seven. Um, I, I actually run that, uh, that number in honor of a, a friend that passed okay. away many years ago. Um, but I don't know. I have been lately thinking about it. I'm like, man, I really like the way the 96 looks. It's a great number and it's my bigger brother's number. And I don't know. I think it'd be cool to represent that, but I don't know. We're still, I think, yeah, everyone's <laughs> Sean, everyone's knowing 207 now. So it's kind of, one right. of things. you pull it up and it's 207 <laughs> here. Damn it. <laughs> either exactly. way uh i think either number uh would look great on you if, if it comes down to uh wanting to still honor that uh that fallen friend of yours i think that's also important uh exactly. if, if you just maybe had that on like a, maybe a custom throwback looking helmet with the the number i know you used to have to have numbers on the sides of your helmet uh for it uh to to be able to score points back uh, in the 70s so maybe you do something like that to uh oh, that's to honor a great idea yeah Absolutely. That kind of reminds me of my first helmet I ever wore a 1979, no, 1977 Bell Magnum. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, Kenny, you remember that helmet. Yeah. I was about, you know, I was, I was going to graduate high school at that, about then. Same with my dad. That's my dad's time frame when he raced. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, that's, I, I really connect with that area because uh, all of my first motocross gear, or at least the jersey and helmet, was from that era because uh, that's all we had when I started riding, just a, a DS-80 exactly. and a, a Bell Magnum. 
<laughs> right That's on. so awesome. For That's sure. Cool. So, um, first of all, I wanted to, uh, because you guys did a shout out to Mainline Coffee on your website, I wanted to ask, A, what is your favorite uh, Mainline Coffee product, as well as uh, how do you guys take your Mainline Coffee? Well, you Go know ahead, what? Thanks. That's a that's a quick. You know what? I they would just hand me some cup early in the morning at a day in the dirt because they were serving for us, and I don't know. It kept me going for a few hours. So that's all. I don't really know too much. I, I don't know what coffee they were handing me, but hey, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I have the blonde. Yeah, it was at home. <laughs> yeah, I like so, it. So. Are you guys yeah. coffee coffee drinkers? I am personally. I don't know if Kenny's is religious as I am. You know, in the morning I always have my French press and I yeah. make my fresh cup right before I leave for work. So every day. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I drink. I don't know. I just drink anything, any kind of coffee. Basically, I'm not. I'm too picky. Mostly instant. That's kind of. That sounds kind of weak. But uh, <laughs> gotta have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it. all fact, good. But hey, I do. Hey, I do have a Red Bull every day though. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Red Bull people. Uh, yeah. I try yeah. to stick away from those because of the high sugar content, but nevertheless, uh, I also drink uh, large double doubles from, uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Tim Hortons, not at all. Yeah. No, no, no. What is that? Yeah. Tim Hortons is like the, uh, they're basically as popular as McDonald's up here. Between. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's a coffee place. And between my house and where I work, there's seven of them. So. uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) It's a 15 minute drive. Um, Now, we've had 15 or 17 day in the dirts. Uh, Of course, you guys had a really cool, uh, tons of. Uh, Day in the Dirt jerseys out there. You've got a specific for this year's uh, Day in the Dirt jersey available on your website. Uh, I gotta ask: after 17 years, uh, how has how has it progressed? Is it still fun? And uh, what are your favorite aspects? I guess now with it being so busy, it it's all about the lead up, and it's gone before you know it. Well, you know what? We really try hard to keep it um, to keep it warm and fuzzy. And just really um, keep that, you know, keep that soul. I don't think we really um, try to push the crowds to come and stuff like that. It's more about the racers, the campers. It's just that kind of a vibe. Um, don't you agree, Sean? We kind yeah, of keep it. Absolutely. Um, people, yeah. And that's what, you know, it's been tough because we've had a lot of people wanting us to go other places and put them on and stuff. And um, it's it's just hard. We kind of want to keep it um, smaller and just, you know, have that soul of those old days, those old races. Yeah, core, right? Yeah, core. Absolutely. I saw that you guys had. Just, uh, we worked really hard doing that. You know, you know, we. It is. Um, it's a big undertaking. We work on it probably nine months out of the year, and um, we just really. Um, you know what? You surround yourself with a good bunch of people that work their butts off. That's right. And uh, this is what we come up with every year, and it's just um, it's amazing. And, you know, Red Bull's been a huge supporter of ours for 16 years. And, yep. um, you know, Troy's been there for 16 years, too. And we just, we're just really proud of it. And um, it's, we're, um, you know, we're going to try to keep it going at least till 20. Absolutely. 20 years. Got to make it to one of those before uh, that mark hits. Um, Yeah. And uh, with with the the look of these these vintage jerseys, uh, what was the original uh, um, 
reception for them. Like a lot of people, obviously now they want that uh, that cool brash looking gear that's really eye popping. Whereas this is kind of a bit of a throwback to some of those solid colors. Uh, what was the reaction out of the box? I got to imagine uh, the baby boomers loved it. Well, you know what? Um, we we slapped them on Sean first. Sean was the first one to wear them, and uh, he looked. He makes anything look good, you know. He um, so we thought life. just the solids, yeah, just solids and just um, just keeping it clean. So when you're out on the track, you stand out. Yeah, I think cleanness. You don't have to have a lot of bright colors, a lot of things to stand out. It's just the solid things, and you know, you just got know how to twist the throttle too. Exactly. And it's different. It's different. And, it's uh, different. you know, the product placement, like when you put the logos of your, you know, your sponsors on the jersey, it just looks so much better now without having all these lines crossing and crissing. And, you know, you just you got the Vaughn zipper there, whatever sponsor you may have. And it, it just looks so good. It pops, you know, and you can see the fast house on the front. I, I just love that old school look, you know, for me, I, I know I'm not a uh, a really old guy. I'm only 28 years old, but uh, or no, wait, I'm 29 now. Jeez. Um, yeah, I know. Dirty 30. Almost present. a vet. Almost yeah. a vet. Almost, almost a vet. vet. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're looking, as all the and, and all the all the young kids that I talk to really really like it. You know, they all want it. My friends are hitting me up all the time. Hey, dude, I want to get those jerseys. I'm like, hey, wait, go to the Fast House website and check it out. I'm not handing them out. You guys got to pay up. You know what I mean? For sure. These are yeah, badass jerseys that are produced domestically here in the United States. That is a rarity. In fact, you can't really even find that with motocross jerseys these days. I mean, you might be able to, but yeah. I'm pretty much going to go out on a limb and say that Fast House is probably exclusively producing their jerseys in the United States. So that's yeah, when you, else and when you really touch them, about. yeah, when you touch them and stuff, they feel like, the, you know, they've been sewn with that fast house love, like grandmother made it. And it's exactly. really, that's yeah. what makes it feel cool. And it has a little bit of, t there's texture. There's, there's, yeah. There's Jersey with character. Them. And, uh, yep. yeah, it, it just kind of, it speaks volumes to the, uh, the, the message behind the clothing and the reason why it's there not just to look cool, but to, 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 to share the, the, the rich heritage of motor, motocross and, and motorcycle racing in Southern California, which has been huge for the last better part of 60 years, for like at least 50, 60 years. And, uh, like, obviously, um, the, like, there's been hard, like hard colors back in the day. I know when Shift first came out with their stuff with Jeff Emig, I love that black on black on white with, with yep. a little bit of white on there. Great look. Same with that jersey that you have. Looks great with a pair of Troy Lee pants, the black and the white. Uh, same same goes with they have a pair of seven uh, pants. I know you guys have ran that uh, the yellow pants with the red accents alongside that jersey. It just goes well. Uh, and I, I, of course, I'm a fan of red gloves all the time. Whenever, whenever, whenever necessary, red gloves. Well, you know that was, that's been the whole object <laughs> yeah. is to kind of let these guys run it with, you know, what they have at home. So, I mean, I was at the track the other day and I saw a guy wearing a pair of fox pants too, and it just looked, it just kind of calmed it all down and made it look really cool. So, these jerseys go with anything, you they know, do. with any brand. Yeah, and that's what makes it. That's what makes it nice. Except for maybe uh, Alpine Stars gear from that Barsha was wearing last year. I don't know. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, would, that, that, that could be a problem. That could be a problem. But, <laughs> Especially you know. his A1 stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I'm getting excited for, for, for A1. That's, that, geez, that's less than a 
It's a week away. Yeah. A couple of weeks away. We're, 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 it's quickly approaching. It always does. You know, you, like the last national comes. You wait till uh, the the Monster Cup. There's a couple of uh, European Supercrosses, and there's a bit of a lull there for about a four or five week period. And now it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Uh, fl- flights are booked. Everything is ready to go. Uh, I, obviously, we're not going to have two of our main guys. On the on on the the gate, obviously James Stewart, uh, his suspension handed down. Uh, don't want. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that too much. You don't have to, but uh, really regret not being able to see him out there this year, as well as RV. So uh, kind of opens the gate. We will have a new champion this year. Uh, who do you guys like? Man, I, uh, there's so many good guys, and I am really bummed about Stewart's deal. You know, I think it's really unfortunate that they couldn't have resolved it in a different manner because the guy is a player, and he really brings something to the table that is unique. And, you know, I mean, sorry to say, but no one really quite brings that same Stewart mentality. You know, I raced with the guy from when I was a little kid, and, and he still has that, that raw speed, that man, when he comes out and he's everything's clicking – it's going to be really difficult to, to beat him. And with Ken really stepping up and he's the new champ outdoor, he's going to be coming in feeling so good. I was really looking forward to seeing some really good battles with those guys. But still, nonetheless, it's going to be an epic season. And, I mean, you can't really say, oh, you know what, I think this guy's going to stand out. I think there's going to be numerous winners throughout the series, and I think it's going to be the best championship yet. And leading up into even the following year, I think it's going to be great having Stewart back and, Man, I'm stoked. What are your thoughts there, Kenny? Well, I kind of like Roxon. Yeah. There I you think, go. I think that, you know, I K-Rock. think, well, M- M- Millsap, there's a bunch of them out there, you know, that can you do it. it. I just, for some reason, I just, he, I just think he's got such a great team behind him right now. And I know they're, I know they're coming out hungry and wanting to, you know, well, with, to get it done. With the official release of now, uh, RCH backing Brock Tickle. Um, I'd, I'd love for you guys to guess how many riders in the 450 class alone are receiving full-blown factory help. Guess how I many? would say 10, maybe? I would 12? say 6. 6? <laughs> I don't know. Full <laughs> factory help? Full like, well, factory. They will be on factory equipment. Uh, that includes the BTO team. and. Uh, oh, well, then I don't know. Well, no, that's a... That's I'm going with 12. <laughs> I'm going, 12. no, you know what? Yeah, because I, I didn't understand the question. Sorry. No. Uh, 16 riders. Know. Like, that's... 16. Uh, I was about to say 15. Yeah. yeah nice. It's, uh, Holy it's, moly. It's quite that's the extent. Quite and uh, I, I, I was surprised to read that. Like, kind of, like, I just kind of was was going through the names and just uh, my my jaw started to drop to think that if everything shakes down, like... Between there's Ryan Dungey, Dean Wilson, Blake, uh, J- J- yeah, uh, Blake Baggett, uh, Justin Brayton, Andrew Short, uh, Jason Anderson, Justin Barsha, Weston Pike, uh, Cole Seeley, Trey Kennard, Eli Tomac, Brock Tickle, oh. Ken Roxon, uh, <laughs> Davy Millsaps, Chad Reed, Will Hahn, and Josh Grant. Wow, what a roster! And that, yeah. that's not even all the privateer guys that are amazing, the partridges and all those dudes. Too. Yeah, it's and like, your your seven deuce deuces and your Nick Schmitz and your Jimmy Albertsons. Yep. There's your whole main right there. Oh, it's gonna be your great. Nick Way. Yep, exactly. Can't can't forget about old Nick, man. Exactly. He's been doing like, it forever. <laughs> I, I and like that doesn't include Jake Weimer or Josh Hill 
who will also be on like uh, uh, Weimer will be riding for Tedder and Jake uh, or uh, Josh will be riding for uh, the Chaparral team or Chaparral's effort. Exactly. You know, so, both what been winners before they're, they're capable of stepping up for sure, you know, and getting on the podium. This is going to be a crazy season. Uh, Sean, any, t- any chance that we see you uh, uh, line up for a supercross? Um, you know what? Yes, you're doing you it. never know. You never know. <laughs> but this year, I I haven't done a single day of any riding on Supercross. But you know, to really go out there and do some Supercross, you have to be riding it. I can't just pull a ah, uh, screw it. You know, just go out riding. And and, you know test. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, riding and testing the setup, the bike, yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, totally. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, I, you know, I was talking to my brother about it recently, and he's like, "Man, you you really flowed so good on Supercross. You should try to get out there and start riding it here and there when you can." And well, you, know, you had like, a fifth I, and I a sixth back in '06. Yeah, yeah. No, Not I mean, it, you know, and I had a great time riding Supercross. It just it's it's tough to do because sure. just going to the track and and paying the extra bucks it is to ride it it's tough financially to do it and it's yeah. not really geographically where i'm at it's not very close to go to a supercross track so it's and you can't um, work 50 hours a week sean too and yeah exactly that's the toughest part yeah well what is yeah, what is your day job part. there uh sean if you don't mind me i'm a answer. water treatment technician so i service cooling towers vapid okay. condensers stuff like that. Associated with mostly refrigeration systems, but some HVAC stuff as well. Okay, cool. So that's what I do on the daily. Yeah. That's what he's doing on the daily <laughs> and uh, likes to get a little bit upside down, sideways and backwards on uh, a four-stroke every once in a while. Two-stroke guy at all? Hey, just like you, man. Hey, two-stroke, absolutely. I got the KX500. Um, <sighs> and I love two-strokes in general. I, I love them all, but especially I've always gravitated towards bigger bikes. Even when I was an amateur, I loved hopping on the 252 stroke. And I mean, I've had my eye on my dad's 500 since I was like probably 10 years old, literally. So that's excellent. Uh, once I got big enough, and I was like, okay, it's time to get this thing out. And man, the thing is just a blast. I love riding the bike. Everyone goes, oh man, it's so old school looking, dude. I'd, you know, you should really try to get a service one. I'm like, nah, to heck with that. Let's stick to the old 97. You know, I think it's it it's the same bike that Wardy raced back in like 85 or 86. So the bike is. Yeah. It's so old school and solid, and it's just a it's a bitchin' bike, you know? I mean, you can't beat it. You know, the bike's timeless. For sure. Like the those... power plant is unreal on that thing. I know. I, I have a oh, 2005 KX252 stroke, and that thing hits harder than any bike I've ridden. Like, uh, Jimmy Albert, or Jimmy Dakotas came up here, rode my bike for six motos, and came in and asked me if I had engine work done to it, because he's just like, There's, this thing's got all <laughs> kinds of jams, so... Hail Dude, he must have looked unreal on the bike, huh? That guy can ride a dirt bike. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, He's impressive. Kenny, do you uh, still throw a leg over a bike on a regular basis or no? Yeah, I sure do. I Excellent. sure do. But, you know, you guys were talking about the two-stroke thing. Sean's being a little humble there. Um, <laughs> He's won the two-stroke um, championship at Glen Helen for the past two years. Okay. Yeah. And uh, actually, last year, actually um, we put his ride together last year. At, um, at the two-stroke championship yeah. there at Glen Helen. Yeah, we were out. That's how it all I was, happened. Yeah, exactly. I, I invited a friend from Red Bull to come out and watch Sean ride, and um, Little D was out there from FMF, and we kind of were all standing around scratching our heads after watching Sean go out and whoop some butt, and uh, how can we get him um, a ride for the Nationals? And uh, 
Steve from Red Bull says, I think I got a couple bikes, made a few calls. Two hours later, we put it all together, and Sean was signing up for the uh, for Glen Helen last year. So it was super exactly. cool. Exactly. That's incredible, no, man. Awesome. Like, actually, That's yeah, how if it I all noticed. Went down. Yeah. You're on those KTM's beautiful bikes. Uh, was that the? That's actually the first time you competed as a professional on a KTM. What were your thoughts? I honestly am really, really impressed with the KTM. When I initially, you know, talked to the guys about riding it, I was like, you know what, I, I'm cool with it. But there was some apprehension in my heart. I'm like, oh, oh man, last time I rode a KTM, it wasn't a pleasant experience. So. But that was years and years ago, back in I think like 2000. So yeah, it was a 125, on a like a shopping cart. Oh yeah, <laughs> but now I mean, <laughs> exactly. Now though, I mean, I cannot believe how solid that bike is. And another awesome feature about those KTM's is the electric start. I mean, it, exactly. Washougal, I cartwheeled down the downhill. I got on my bike so quickly that no one even knew I crashed. They're like. You know, if that would have been on a, a faster a lap. different menu. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No, I could tell because the bike just hopped on it, boom, electric start, and you're off. You know, I, was, I think I lost like six seconds or eight seconds or something. So Yeah, and actually the uh, the factory edition this year is actually the lightest 450 available and has and has the battery pack and all that fun stuff. So really? KTM, yeah, KTM yeah. doing some really cool stuff and uh, progressing those bikes forward. I know uh, like Suzuki's had the same uh, bike for a number of years, and, and obviously Yamaha has done a full uh, redesign for their bike. But uh, yeah, KTM, the, the factory edition anywhere for 2015 and a half is uh, the lightest bike available uh, f- from stock form. So uh, you're on some pretty cool equipment there. Very impressive. Actually, I'm on a Kawasaki now, which I'm right. very, very happy with the bike. Um, I know I'm talking up KTM as well, but uh, that's a cool thing about this program. And we got talking up motorcycles. We got Thousand Oaks on board, and you know they're a KTM dealership as well as a Yamaha. Yeah. Um, and Cowie. So, you know, I, I'm loving the Kawasaki though. We got the thing set up great. I have uh, C4MX doing the motors, and Graham is is handling all the suspension needs. And dude, the bike is so solid and Honestly, I, I feel like I'm I'm actually on a, a higher level now. My speed and comfort and everything on this on this Cowie. So I'm stoked. It's it's all going to be great this year. For sure. And uh, and Kenny, what uh, if you're going to go spin some laps at a local track? I guess like you're you guys are both from in the around Valencia, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. And uh, so, what would be the closest track for you to uh, go in and uh, scratch that itch with? Well, you know, um, we just had a track reopen LAC, uh, LA County, LACR. Tell me a little bit more uh, about that kind of a, the new... Yeah, it's kind of our home track. It's, um, it was, a, God, it was around for, I don't know, Sean, what do you think, 25 years or something like that before it got shut down. Maybe longer, and then wasn't it, it in 1960s? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I think when it really got going was about, yeah, I guess so, but it was closed down for five years and it just reopened um, a few weeks yep. ago. So um, we're all stoked about that. Then we love going to Zaka Station, and that's up above Santa Barbara. That's, and, I've, I've uh, only heard good things about that. So that's where Honda does all their uh, their ads and stuff. Oh my gosh, it's dirt bike heaven when you go up there. Yeah. It's like they shouldn't even. Yeah, exactly. You feel. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's actually green, and we're we're usually we're in SoCal. We usually ride around. You know, it's all brown, brown stuff. Brown, yeah. <laughs> brown and kind of ugly, but. Um, <laughs> It's not. It's not cold though. No, it's really. Uh, it's no. white up here. <laughs> I prefer brown. <laughs> so um, no, we. Um, that's basically. You know, those are the couple, 
couple of the places that I love, you know, going out and riding and um, hanging with the boys. Exactly. And then we have a we have a track that's kind of close to us or even closer. It's, uh, uh, I don't know what they're calling it now. I think it's MX-126 or it might be Pyru Motocross now. Okay. But uh, it's right off the 126 when you're heading up. Um, you're heading kind of north towards... Um, 395? Zaka Station. No, no. Okay. It's, it's off the 126. It, it, it'll connect up with the uh, with the 101 when you're heading okay. up it, towards the coast, towards uh, Ventura County. Um, I, it's actually right near Indian Dunes where it used to be located. So yeah, it's yes. about 20 minutes outside of our town. It's pretty close. It's a good track. It's a little smaller, but they got some good soil, good ruts, and it's a fun place to go to. Something to definitely check out if you're in the area. Definitely. You know, and then all of a then of course you got Glen Helen and Milestone, and oh, I mean yeah. you go there, and it's like a national every weekend. It's nice. It's yep. fun, and um, it's the real deal for sure. You guys are in heaven as far as motocross goes. I know this time last year, I was literally, literally today, a, a year ago, uh, on my way, 36-hour drive down to California to go ride the usual suspects. We hit up, uh, we were staying in Colton. Uh, we hit up Milestone. Obviously, I think we hit Ch- Chaparral nine times during that time uh, nice. throughout the trip. Uh, I broke my back second day. Uh, it was lots oh. of fun. Yeah, uh, like Wait, you what did you break? With... Sorry, <laughs> you broke your what? My back. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, there it I, is. Uh, holy moly! You guys are familiar with uh, competitive edge, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. So this time last year, they had just as you're coming onto the the main. I guess it'd be the main track. Yeah. Uh, there was that. Uh, there was kind of a quad up over top near their announcing tower. Yeah, that big, huge jump. Yep, yeah, yep. so uh, I did about three laps, and I, I doubled up towards it, and I was like, okay, yeah, look, we, we, we got this thing. So I came out, 252 stroke, with all kinds of gumption. I'm a Canadian kid and hadn't been on the bike in three months. Decided to send Uh-oh. it up over top of this thing, and the bike came out from under me. Wind, I'm assuming? Uh, nope, just full-blown loop out. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I landed directly on my tailbone at the very oh. edge of the end oh. of the landing, and uh, my butt was the same color as my favorite jersey on your website. Dude, that's uh, horrible. Yeah, I feel your pain literally. And then the I had to go to a one like that. I hobbled around. Uh, so, someone gave me a credential so I could kind of co- come and go as I please, which was nice. Uh, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, the drive home was the worst cause, uh, Absolutely. yeah, my Jeez, Louise. tailbone well, still if, clicks today. <laughs> if any of your listeners want to see how it's done, go to, um, the fasthouse.com, go to videos and there's a video of Sean tearing that place apart. And I know exactly, um, what jump you're talking about. Yeah, but, that's, uh, yeah, that's a big jump. Out. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So but, uh, no, I love I love riding down in SoCal. I love the feel, and it's just like it to me. Motocross down there is kind of how I would assume that it is. It feels like to surf. Like everyone kind of like they pull their trucks up to the uh, the the truck the track unload the bikes everything's kind of a little bit more laid back but everyone's just loving the sport man it doesn't matter what you bring i've seen guys bring a, t- a 1990 kx 250 i've seen guys on a brand a 2015 honda it doesn't matter they share a sandwich they'll like they're they they put in some motos they hang out they talk they talk more crap than they than they ride half the time but that's <laughs> that's what it's all about it, that's what that's what makes it cool yeah, it's the meeting the random Canadian kid that breaks his back at Comp Edge. <laughs> oh man, 
it's brutal, dude. <laughs> it's it's so much it's a fun. Way of life. One of the things I notice about your business, Kenny, is the fact that you guys make motocross having a motorcycle business look fun. You make well, the sport you. of this. You make the sport look like a, an, an industry that you want to be a part of because of the love in it. Rather than yeah. like, God, there is money to be made. Of course, there is. There, like, it, it's it's a passionate sport and it's an expensive sport. There's money to be made, but above all, you guys would do this if you didn't make anything at it. And I have a strong feeling that when you first started out, that was the case. Very much like my show today, I do this for a couple of free this and a couple of free that, and the ability to talk to Sean Collier and 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 Kenny Alexander. That's what I do this for. And you guys do the same. And that's really the reason why I wanted to call you up in the first place. Three weeks ago while I was sitting looking looking for a job at a local coffee house, I ended up calling up the Fast House because uh, I love the way you guys do business. And I love the way you guys love this sport. And uh, it should be it should be rewarded. And uh, like that's that's the, my, the main reason why I wanted to give you guys a shout because uh, you guys love it for the right reasons. Absolutely. Well, that's you. why we're doing yeah. it, you know. Solid. Exactly. So it's in our it's in our blood, and it's what you know. It's um, it's a love affair. It's a dirt bike. You know, it's um, it's super cool. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. Let's start off Let's with start Tech, off one Tech One Designs. Tech One Design Tech one is the one stop shop for everything custom, custom when it comes to motocross or lifestyle in general. They've got apparel, t-shirts, both pit shirts and just casual shirts, graphics, over 24 semi-custom designs, obviously you can do a full custom kit yourself, two special editions and 19 different backgrounds to choose from. Tech One Designs has been doing this for a number of years, since 2010, been doing unbelievable graphics, you name it. Phone wraps, helmet wraps, neck brace, decal wraps, anything custom, they can make it happen, and uh, they've been doing so for quite some time. Um, hit them up at techonedesigns.com or email jamie at techonedesigns.com to get started today. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at 1-888-482-7782. 
What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter-X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Um, Sean, if you were to ride a two-stroke at a, a professional race ever again, where would you ride it and what bike would you ride? Glenn Helen KX500, hands down. He's been talking about that. He's been talking about that for two years now. He wants to I get have. this thing ready to go. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, okay, guys, here's the deal. I'll ride the 97, all the stock componentry. Let me go out there. The bike is at a major disadvantage. But I'll tell you what, everyone in that whole entire place would just be going crazy oh, over I know. the KX500. Well, that's the <laughs> whole thing. I, 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 this is, I, I said this like three years ago or two years ago about James Stewart before he switched to Suzuki. You go out there, like when the, when the fans were not on James' side, you go out there, you switch back to number two, 259, you you just you throw ridiculous scrubs everywhere on a two-stroke, and you could be in 18th, and the place would be going nuts. <laughs> it would, literally. <laughs> Everyone love loves two-strokes. It's, and especially it's, a 500, it's, you know? Exactly, and that, that I've never had the opportunity to ride. I know there's a guy locally that has, uh, I guess it would be his version of a, a, a Service 500 because it's a, a, it's a newer, it's an, uh, I guess it would be a 2007 Honda engine with a 94 
Honda engine, like two five hundred engine in it. I've never given it a rip, but uh, what what what's it like? How does the characteristics of that compare to like say a, a two fifty two stroke? How do you ride the it fi- differently? The five hundred, yeah. It's the five hundred has such an aggressive. Well, the Honda is a little bit different, but for the Cowie, the power delivery is so aggressive that. You know, like a, a two-stroke 250, um, you can just really stab the throttle, and yeah. you can ride the bike really aggressive. Where a 500, you need to really ride it with respect, a lot of respect, and with a lot of finesse. If you start to get a little bit whiskeyed with the throttle, man, it's going to end really badly and quite quickly. So yeah. it's all about just really dancing with the bike and being mindful with your throttle control and and I'll tell you, it's it's seriously a pleasure to ride that bike. Wow. I love it. Cool. And I truly love it. I love it more than a freaking worked Honda that I've ridden. Wow. I, hands down, I I know it sounds crazy and ridiculous. It's a nostalgic feel too, you know. It's like yeah. back in the day watching Wardy ride that bike, and then now I'm riding. That's what I think it, of you know, when I think five so hundreds. Cool. I don't know about anybody else, but I think Wardy, yeah, I always think which of Wardy. Is funny because he's the littlest guy, but <laughs> I know, right? But that's but. pretty much it, you know. So Kenny, I gotta imagine coming up through the years. Uh, I, I hope that you never rode a Yamaha 490, uh, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I gotta imagine you've had some time on 500s or at least the, the bigger bikes back then. I know I was talking to my dad; he dug out some pictures of his uh, his late 70s RMs. He's talking about these things having uh, 21 horsepower at the for the 125s and stuff like that. What was it like? Your first bikes coming forward, and then uh, like uh, as as the bikes progressed, what was what was it like being in those eras? Well, no, I used to race minis coming up. I mean, sixty nine to seventy two. I mean, I was riding uh, Indians and little mini enduros, you know, monarchs and stuff like that. So I, I mean, I was, I mean, I'm old school. Yeah. So my, my experience on a 500 was a CR out in the desert. I used to love after it rained to get on one of those things and just let it un, unwind. And, uh, yeah, basically, I mean, I come from way back when, you know, I used to race with, um, flying Mike Brown and Jeff Ward, Meyer Scoff, all the guys that kind of got us here today, you yeah. know, that kind of laid the first track and made the sport cool. That's sweet. And, uh, I was very lucky that I got to, um, take part in all that. That's excellent. You know, uh, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's cool just to hear the stories and talk moto. Like, uh, I, I wish I could just be on a tailgate with you guys and, uh, and cracking a cold Red Bull, uh, and just, just yeah. talking about all these, these, these moto and, and the, like the, the guys that you've seen. And I, I gotta ask, like, I know when I went to, uh, Paris for the very first time in 2010 I actually ended up getting into a Racer X Films video uh, because Michael Lessie passed me like I was standing still but for like <laughs> two seconds I'm the only one in the frame so I pretty much just screenshotted that but nevertheless like when was the first time that you went to the track and were like holy crap there's Pierre Carsmakers well I went to when I was little I went to this thing called the Westlake Grand Prix and that's when um Roger DeCoster, Joel Robert, and all those guys came to town and um, kind of taught us Americans, you know, a thing or two. And that was that was a special time yeah. back in the, the, those days. And um, that's when you know that's when it all got started. And uh, it was just a time. It was just a great place. And that's kind of where we got the idea for a day in the dirt 
was, man, it was just these one-off events that were just so special back then. Everyone would look forward to them all year long, and that's, you know, that's what we're all about. That's what we started a day in the dirt, and that's where Fast House comes from, and, you know, that's what we're doing at the track every weekend, right, Sean? Just bringing back that. Bringing back the good times, and uh, that's what, uh, it's all fun. That's what we're going to be doing tomorrow, right? Are you joining us, Kenny? No, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to, I am, I don't like dirt bikes right now. I, I usually take about two. I usually take about two weeks off after the event, and it's, it's more like a month visit this year. It was it was heavy duty this last year, and um, God, but man, we put on a good show, and it was super fun. Well, I'll hold it down oh. for you, brother. Yeah, there you go, man. There you go. Excellent. So, uh, like, do you guys have any any like special events planned as we the clock ticks forward closer to A one, or is that? Like, do you guys kind of seize the opportunity to, to kind of capture the fact that, like, in the next two weeks, there's going to be a lot of uh, outside, more across the industry or outside the, the states, uh, people coming in wanting to uh, enjoy the SoCal way of life. Have you guys uh, found a way to kind of uh, grab hold of that um, that crowd of people? Because I know my friends, like, they're, they're half, half of them, if they're not on their way already, they will be in the next couple of days. No, it's business as usual for me. I will definitely be in, um, at the, uh, the first race and hanging out, out with my buddies, and uh, I can't wait. Basically, Sean, what are you doing? You're going to go race any local races? or I'm going to be, well, let's see here. Um, well, we got uh, Moto down tomorrow, and then I'll be working yeah. away up in uh, Reno <laughs> once Monday rolls around, and then... On the weekend coming up, probably just the same thing. Unwind a little bit. I know I got to. I really got to give some TLC to my bike, so yeah. um, I got to get some changes. parts for it. And yeah, I've been hammering on it pretty good. I got my chain guides literally eaten all the way through to the metal, and hmm. time. <laughs> I know, sorry, Kenny. I know my uh, my, no, my we'll chain guards last all year long. <laughs> yeah, I, my, I have the stock one on the 05, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I, I eat through it too. Quickly, when I throw down a good motor, especially no, you know what? I think our, five minutes, man. I'm like, holy moly! Gosh, I think we're just gonna do some local races. You know, um, uh, Transworld puts on a great series. We'll go grab a few of those, yes. and then um, just you know, do that. Maybe do a couple enduros, and then get Who's ready for the nationals. Get ready for the nationals, yep. and then Mammoth. Mammoth is our second f- favorite race of the year. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and so we'll go up there and spend. 10 long days and um, just have a blast and race a little bit and get to party with our friends. And, uh, that's, you know, that's what we're going to do it. That's yeah, that's going to be an awesome event. I'm going to have to look event. into these uh, two-stroke nationals, see if I can't uh, put uh, put the couple of Kawasaki's on the back of the truck and wing it down to uh, SoCal to uh, to indulge. I might not be the you fastest should. kid in the world, but uh, I got a pair of uh, Kawasaki 125 250s that are matching Sean recently received the text message uh, image of those bikes uh replied with a sick who's this and i'm like it's me on the phone right now i'm talking to you (laughs) (laughs) i got that like oh this is funny yeah and uh those things are ripping ready to go so uh i might have to uh i might have to come on down and uh, hopefully you guys have room for me under your tent dude absolutely we'd we'd love to have you you know we're gonna be there for sure i don't know if i'll be on the 500 but either way we're gonna be on a two-stroke i'm praying and keep my fingers crossed so we can get the 500 race ready. Mm-hmm. And, 
and really go out there and, and have a good time because I've been missing it. You know, I, last two years that I raced that event, I was on a Yamaha two-stroke, which is a great bike, but it's not a KX500. No. <laughs> sure. And, and why the KX feet. and not the, uh, the Honda, which I guess the Honda, they made it a little bit longer. Actually, I, mean, I guess Kawasaki ended it last in 99. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, I'm sorry. What was the question? Uh, like what, like you've like, why stick to the Kawasaki? Like, like, uh, Honda seemed to kind of have their stranglehold on, on the, uh, on that market up until the, the death, unfortunately of the, of that end of racing. Well, pretty much the only reason is because my dad had a KX 500 and the bike was there, you know? So it, it, obviously, I gravitated towards that because it was available. It's available. And, same thing. You know, that's the same thing exactly. as my 250. My dad bought it in 05, didn't love it enough, and then uh, I had to uh, put some hours for it on for him. So exactly, and I've I've wrung the heck out of that poor 500, man. I've been I've been hammering that thing. So we got to get her torn down and really give it some love and and build it back up. So worst case scenario, probably have the bike ready by uh, Mammoth time. Um, but I'm hoping that we can get it ready for this, uh, two stroke national, which I think is in April. So it's just right around the corner. Excellent. So, uh, I got a couple of questions for you guys, uh, aside from, uh, just your regular, just some bench racing questions. Uh, if you had a, uh, if you had one rider to, uh, chug a, uh, a red, a Red Bull with, uh, over time, like doesn't matter what era, uh, one that you haven't met yet. Uh, someone that you've never met, someone that you've never, or maybe not you spent any quality time with, uh, one rider to uh, chug a Red Bull with, who would it be? Go ahead, Kenny. You first. Oh my gosh, I've chugged, I've chugged a few, um, a few beers. Well, the original question is beer. Let me, let me but I tell you something. Rick Johnson is the best storyteller. That's there you Rick. go. Rick, Ricky is unbelievable, but I've already done it with him a bunch of times. Ward doesn't doesn't drink. Um, and I've, but I've talked to Rory. I mean, he's, yeah, he's one of, he's, he's really tight with us and, um, gosh, who would it be? That's a tough one. That's a, that's that's really, really hard. (laughs) I mean, I love, I love Jeremy McGrath. He's, um, I've drinking a few beers with him. I haven't sat down the tailgate and had a, had a long one with him, but, um, he's probably, probably Jeremy. Jeremy. I would have to say. Yeah. And how about um, yourself, Sean? Well, I don't know why, but this dude's name keeps popping up in my head. Tyler Bremen. He just seems like a really cool cat, and we'd probably really just hit it off. So I'd like to chug one with him and go out in the hills and just have a great time. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. That was just because it was on my head, and I just thought, let's run with it. I can't really think, though. There's so many great writers that, that I would love to pick their brain and, you know, and ask them a bunch of great stories. But, uh, hey, it's all good. Let me uh, let me tell you, I, I I got to drink a few beers with um, Doug Henry too. He that guy's gotta have stories. Doug Henry is a he's a man. Let me tell you. And he, he was at Day in the Dirt this year, was he not? Excuse me. Was he at Day in the Dirt this year? No, he wasn't this year. Okay. He's been out to Day in the Dirt a couple years, and let me tell you something. He flat out ha- hauls with that cage on. Yeah. He is scary. <laughs> I mean, he, he so is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. When the first time he called. He called me and goes, Kenny, I think I'm going to come out this year, and what's the track going to be like? And I got all worried, like, gosh, we're going to have to make the track mellow because he's coming out because he's got this <laughs> – the dude totally flew 
was doubling, tripling jumps, going crazy, and I was just amazed on um, on what he can do on that thing. And uh, he only knows one way, and that's you know that's the fast way. For sure, even from back <laughs> when, and I guess it would have been uh, what year did he come back? Oh, ninety six on the on the Yamaha after his terrible accident at at Bud's Creek. I had that big crash and then came back on Yamahas and just like. I remember hearing, uh, actually watching an interview, mainly it was actually last week because I have no life and I watch Supercrosses thanks to Tony Blazer. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like second lap, he jumped everything at the Yamaha Supercross track and uh, that just, that's just his nature, man. The guy uh, twists the throttle, he knows one way and I guess at this point, uh, like what else is there to fear? Like, is, I guess he's kind of experienced what, what we all would, consider our, our greatest fear on a motorcycle so uh caution to the wind 100 percent. you know what yeah you're bringing dan i'd like to sit on the tailgate of a truck with travis pastrana there you, you go. go that dude that dude at the straight rhythm busted out a backflip at the end of the run oh, yeah that freaked everyone out let me tell you something on a 500 that guy yeah that guy knows how to probably handle like shit yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it was power it was crazy, and uh, it was a that was you know he'd be good to hang out with for a few hours. Absolutely, that was uh, that was my second or my second question for you guys. Or that, that's my answer to my second question. If you had if you had one day to ride one twenty fives, and you have to ride one twenty fives, Sean, with a super one twenty five supercross champ, where would you go, and who would it be? On a one twenty five, Johnny O'Mara. Johnny on his o. old fast, fast 125 that he just destroyed the competition in Italy, right? Wasn't it Italy? Uh, he just yes. Frickin', he, he, didn't he win, too? He yep. beat the five, he won both motos. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. That would be cool. I think that would be epic. Actually, actually, yeah, Johnny O used to race the dunes all the time. And, um, and what, Mugen or Mugen? How, how'd you say, how do you say that? And just flat out fly. And, mm. uh, oh, yeah. You know, he would be the, yeah, no, he was, he was definitely the showman for sure. So you guys would both pick uh, the the O show. I would personally. <laughs> uh, you know, um, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the late late Danny Magoo. Danny Magoo, that'd too. be a good one too. Yeah, yeah. He was just he was a wild child. I was just I've been I've been very fortunate in the past you know past years putting on a day in the dirt that I got to meet them all and. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it seems just, to be like yeah. that's like where they all congregate. That's almost like a, a yearly reunion for all these guys who still have like still either even if they don't get on the bike, if they just like they just be there and they all get together and they rehash old stories and and old takeout moves and and, uh, and just like all the, all the rivalries from yesteryear are all squashed and they just go ahead and enjoy. It. I think that's uh, uh, something that they can really hold on to and it's it's a good thing. Well, you know, that's the beauty of the event. You know, you're sitting around the campfire. You got Rick Johnson over there. You got movie maker Bruce Brown sitting right next to you. You got all these different guys and different, you know, just last 40 years is all there, 50 years. And it's just amazing. And um, you're right. They all gather there once a year. And, um, you know, it's a huge moto family of about 5,000. It's totally cool. So do you kind of feel like you're built, like when you're working on the track of, of, of Glen Helen, are you building the motocross version of the, the, uh, the field of dreams? 
kind of a little well, bit. You know, like all of a yeah. sudden you're going to finish and like Pierre Carsmakers and RJ are just going to walk out of the corn. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny because, you know, we get that, I, I get that question a lot is like, what are you going to do the track and stuff? You know, we have to make the track kind of safe um, for everyone. Cause you know, we got the greatest, we got the worst out there and um, we all have to ride it. And uh, we're all on the same, we're all on the track at the same time too. That's the beauty of the event. I mean, you know, you can be out there hooking it around and all of a sudden you get passed by Jeff Ward. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of really um, cool. I'm sure Sean's experienced that too, that you're on the line with just the greatest of all times. I mean, yeah, I actually just have Sean? to call him back because for somehow we dropped him. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah. We'll keep talking. We'll uh, like tell me like I actually you know what I would love to get your thoughts on the the new uh, day in the or the yeah the on any on any Sunday like because that's a that's a huge film that basically this year got remade or I guess the the sequel to it and uh, you you of all would remember the original if not the characters that were in it from a like a first hand. Exp- point of view well you know what um when it was first made in 19 anywhere from 1969 to 70 to 71 that was like the time i think yep. um yeah i think he's coming back in now yeah he um, is they let him yeah let we'll him, let him back come back in, in first hello he's there all right so hey, we're, there we're, ta- we're talking uh on any Sunday 2.0 with uh a couple of socal guys go ahead there kenny yeah, you know what? Um, when On Any Sunday first came out in 71, I mean, it was like, it was raw back then. N- no one knew what motorcycle racing was about, what it was and stuff. And, um, you know, it was it was a different time. And I think, th- I think that Dana Brown um, had a, I mean, he had a hard time making the new one because his dad did, I mean, it was just, it was new back when his dad did it. Right. It was, um, it's the original. You know. Now, yeah, the original. Yeah. So I think Dana had a um, big job ahead of him. And, huge boots to fill. You know, like, he did I, it. Yeah, I, that was huge. the first motocross movie I watched. Right. Like I think everyone. I'm I mean, I think it should and, be mandatory. I think it should be mandatory before you throw a leg over a, a motorcycle. You need to watch on any Sunday. For sure. You know, Absolutely. I think I, totally I think it agree. needs to be. Yeah, and thank God that Steve McQueen um, helped fund that thing, and Bruce is just unbelievable filmmaker and you know they 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 made the sport you know they brought it to the masses and they made the sport cool and um i thank them for that for sure and the new one the new one is is good too actually we showed it at a day in the dirt this year we had a huge screen brought in and the pits went crazy and we had about at least five or six hundred people watching it and uh it was really great and it was special for us because we had the end of the movie ends at a day in the dirt. So, cool. um, yeah, so it was kind of neat sitting there watching it and then you're, you know, and then you're watching it at day in the dirt on the, on the big screen too. Exactly. So it was, uh, it was special. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So, but I think that movie just has touched a lot of people and, um, Absolutely it has. it's, yeah, it's just one of those, it's, it's going to be hard to, it's, it's, going to be hard to beat the original for sure you can't beat it you can't beat it just adding to the legacy i think yeah exactly exactly it's the next chapter sure. which i think is what it's called is it correct that's correct the next chapter mm-hmm. 
Well, boys, I uh, had you on the phone for uh, just over an hour. Um, like We could go on forever, uh, but I uh, don't want to steal too much time from you guys. Uh, I'd love to have you guys on again. Actually, you know what? Before I go, I, I totally forgot, and I, would, I don't want to forget this time. RV to Europe. I got to get your guys' take on this one. Uh, Sean, I know uh, he's only a couple of years younger than you. You must have seen this kid coming up, especially being an East Coast guy. Uh, yep. RV to Europe. Um, first, um, Kenny. Brilliant move. Well, I think, I think, oh, oh, no, I think it's going to be great for this. I can't wait to see him go over there and battle all year long. I think it's going to be something to watch. And, you know, I'm stoked about it, actually. Yeah. I, think he's, I think it's a good thing for the sport and um i can't wait do you think, think we have a winner gonna, i think he's going to run into some i think there's some different types of tracks over there and he's going to be able to to do some damage yeah i cannot wait for sure I, I, if anything else i hope that he has reinvigorated his love for the sport because so much like when ryan used to win he would be angry about it almost like he's just like f yeah i'm supposed to win like right. I work so exactly. hard. Exactly. I I could have only this because, like, I suffer so much. I like this, there. There's no, there is no other thing. And like now, he seems to be kind of joking with the media a little bit more. He seems like his social media is better than it ever was. Kind of uh, a la uh, Chad Reed when he kind of re- had his career resurgence. Uh, hopefully it kind of reinvigorates him and maybe he doesn't continue racing but he at least goes out uh, with the the feeling that um, that he's enjoying himself on his motorcycle because uh, I think that's like if anything else I, I'd want to see that my favorite racer is enjoying what he does because uh, like a guy for like sure. Chad or not Chad Reed but well he Chad Reed for sure but Trey Kennard makes being a professional motocross racer look like a fun job to have. And I think that's a, that's a positive thing. What, what's your take on the whole thing there, Sean? You know what? I think it's a brilliant move, him going to Europe and doing what he's doing. I think, honestly, this might even give him maybe five more years, I think. Just That'd doing cool. the grind that he was doing and being around, you know, the same people that he was around for all those years. I think getting uh, a change of pace, going to Europe, it's a different lifestyle. It's more laid back. The series, it's grilling series, but it's not as grilling as the United States. Um, yeah. Going from Supercross right into the Nationals. And it seems like, from what I've seen with him, it looks like his outlook has changed. He's, it's totally. like you're saying, he's smiling more. He's he's actually getting out there and riding in the hills with the boys instead of just sticking to the whole yeah, you know, I'm I'm just doing my program. I'm not going to be, you know, riding with any other guys except for just the guys that are right in my little circle. Um, I think it's great, you know, and yeah, and I think the uh, European fans are going to just be amazed at his speed. Um, and he seems to me, Ryan has always been a humble rider. I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to offend anyone over there. Nope. So he's got red hair. He's that, not allowed you know. to. Exactly. <laughs> He's already the redhead stepchild, man. <laughs> no. So, no, like, uh, for, for me, I think that, like, there's a couple of things that come into mind when I think of uh, how, how he's, he, he's really changed his tone at the track. Like, if you were to tell me that, like, that he was going to go ride in the hills with Twitch and Hanny, I would, like, this time last year, if you had told me that, I would take the beer out of your hand, for one, and then we would promptly go to the drunk tank with you, Sean. And then um, on top of the fact that I like one of the things that a lot of people aren't thinking of is that the like the American Nationals since Ryan became a pro in two thousand and four five five 
it has been a one-day format for the most part. If maybe one year it was still a two-day format. So, and like obviously he knows these tracks, but Sean, you probably can would uh, agree that these guys don't spend a ton of time. Like if you're not from Michigan, there's a limited number of laps that you have on Redbud, correct? Absolutely, right for sure. So, but they have what's a three-day week or a three-day event. They show up on Friday. Uh, like they do a little bit of riding on Friday, they ride almost all day Saturday. They have quite a few more laps on the track by the time their motos actually go on. And the fact that they, their their way of racing is a little bit different. They don't just sprint; they they kind of work their way up to pace. So, in my opinion, the fact that Ryan, one of his greatest assets, is getting used to a track and learning how to throw down heaters, he's not only going to be able to adapt and get that much better at the track over time that he's going to be able to take that time and, and use it to, with to, with an advantage to just, like, demoralize those guys. I think he's going to really turn some heads in terms of how much that, like, the the skill of being able to learn a track quickly uh, and, and and be fast immediately is, uh, is going to go, play into his favor. What are your guys' thoughts on that? You know what, I think it will, because having that extra seat time on those tracks is going to help him tremendously. Yeah. And like you're saying, with the U.S. Nationals, I mean, we get five minutes of free practice. That's what yeah. they call it. So you That'd get be two laps for me. You know, we're looking at yeah, two laps. You're looking at two laps to get down uh, an entire national circuit. It's like okay, good luck with that. You know, and, and look what the guy does with it. Look what a lot of these top guys do with it. So Ryan's used to that, and now he's going to have all that extra time on the track to dial it. And I honestly, I didn't know that that's how their program worked, and that's going to definitely work in his favor. However, these guys have been in that lifestyle. Of you know you're you're not just going to you know oh we're going to Montana we're going to Utah and you're going to go to a whole other country oh it won't be easy we're all but... different the culture's different so it's like all right where are we going to eat tonight where are we going to do that I know he's going to have a great team around they're going to you know guide him but it's going to be a little bit of a, a shock to a system I think um, yeah. but I think it's going to be a good thing because it'll level it out because the guy is seriously unbelievably fast and he's consistent and that's really tough to beat but kind of just getting them off balance a little bit. I think it's going to work in the favor of the Europeans. And I'm, I'm excited to see some really close, tight battles between him and Tony and, and uh, you know, the rest of the guys uh, from Gasol. And, I mean, there's there's so many great European riders, and I think it's going to be it's going to be so great for their championship. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it happen, you know. Truly, I am. And then they're coming to, uh, I think they have the USGP in September. Glenn Helen, absolutely. Cool. In fact, you yourself could line up next to the guy. I would love to. I mean, I, I got to start working on it now. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, We're thinking about I'm it now. Ready. I want to do it. I'm ready. I would, I would love to do it. I was going to do the USGP in 2011, and unfortunately, I, I busted my arm like two days before the event, and I couldn't okay. do it, but I was so jazzed to do it. So I think that would be great, you know, and, and hopefully some of the American fans can you know, come on out and, and show their support. I know the last time it was here, I heard that the attendance was just terrible. There was only a few thousand people that showed up. And I would like to see people say, hey, look, these are great riders. Mm-hmm. And now that Ryan's a part of the championship, I think we're going to have, hopefully, at least the, the crowd that you see at Glen Helen, if not more. Just because, come on. Yeah, man, I think it's going to change this year. It'll, it'll be a step up. Yeah. Because not only do yeah, people want to see Ryan dominate, like, uh, kind of Captain America style, but those guys are going to step up their game. Like, 
Those guys are going to really come to the table with something special. So I think uh, American fans are in for a treat. And anyone who doesn't uh, take them up on that is, uh, is, is truly missing out, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Solid, man. Well, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Um, Kenny Alexander, Sean Collier, on behalf of Brad Gebhardt and uh, Big MX Show, I just want to thank you guys for coming on, talking moto with me. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure. I I just I, I can't thank you guys enough. It uh, I hope that all the listeners really enjoyed it. Just some great good old bench racing, as well as getting the uh, the story of the fast house. And uh, um, yeah, I'd love to have you guys on again sometime just to uh, shoot the shit and uh, yeah, just enjoy it. Well, thank you. I'd love to be on. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Brad. We appreciate it. Hopefully, yeah. we'll be talking to you sooner than later. Definitely, yeah. Like right. uh, just for yourself, Sean, I'd love to have you on just for like a full blown recap of your your career all the way from turning pro in in '03 up to uh, some some of your great performances uh, throughout your career. So uh, let, let's uh, let's set aside some time over the the Christmas holidays to uh, to take care of that too, eh? Awesome. That'd be great. You just let me know when, and, and I'll be there. Solid, man. Uh, yeah, so you guys have yourselves a great evening, and uh, just in case you're you're wondering, I'm sure you're both very curious of uh, how your uh, American junior hockey team did today up here in Canada. They won. <laughs> how they do? They won. They, they? They, they beat the Finnish, the the, the Finland. Yeah, it was in uh, in a shootout, which means that's uh, that's when the players skate down on the goalie and score. Uh, at the end of the game when it was tied so it was a 1-1 game going into the shootout and they ended up winning and uh, they're looking good so far Canada about to play in about a half hour's time so uh, that's this is kind of like a big thing for uh, up here in Canada the junior tournament because you get to see all those kids that are coming up uh, I think the oldest being 19 20 years old so oh wow yeah, it's it's it's, cool. a, it's a pretty big tournament I think you guys won it a few years ago so uh, um that's uh, like hockey's big up here. Motocross is the mecca in of California, and uh, yeah, you guys uh, enjoy yourselves the rest of your weekend. Uh, all the best, and uh, take care. Thanks again. Thank all you. Right, happy New Year, you brother. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.